they're on the uh i don't know if you ever listened to the a-list playlists on apple's music i do sometimes the a-list alternative that's how i've been trying to like train apple music to play the stuff mm. i like is i'll listen mm-hmm. to this and then i'll add things to my library or to a playlist or something that i like off of this so i was listening to it earlier and that came up and i was like this is pretty good Welcome to Interface. My name is Andrew Liljic. With you today is Ian Fuchs. So, Ian, uh, this is actually a true thing. You hate Apple Music because it gives you garbage recommendations, and I love it because it has rarely failed me. I, that's half true. <laughs> I don't hate Apple Music. I hate the recommendations well, Apple Music has made for me. So, let's be real. You and I both know that you are a notorious Apple hater. Anytime there's like an article about Macs or Apples or anything like that, you are just right there saying how garbage yeah, they are, how Windows is I'm better. Very anti- the iPhone is terrible. I'm very anti-Apple. I would never own an Apple product as I speak into my MacBook with my iPhone in my pocket and my iPad in my backpack next to me. <laughs> and your AirPods. And my AirPods in my pocket in the case. Yeah. yeah. Um, no, I, uh, I was a, a Spotify user, um, I don't know, a year and a half, two years ago, something and then when Apple Music launched, uh, I convinced CJ that we should try Apple Music instead. So we canceled our Spotify membership and switched to Apple Music. And after about a month of the three-month free trial, it was recommending stuff that either was stuff that I had definitely already heard as new music that I might be interested in, things that were in my library, or it was recommending stuff based on... Um, I, I don't know, I guess maybe stuff that I had listened to in the past, but CJ and I had shared an account, so it was very thrown off by that. <laughs> so I was getting a lot of pop and a lot of country, which isn't necessarily my my genre, and not a lot of like rock music. I Not a lot of good man music. Well, not even that. I, I like some really <laughs> rock music too. But uh, No, so I ended up switching back to Spotify, and the big reason was because whatever they're using on their end to decide what to recommend to you each week in your discover weekly playlist was really good without me having to do a lot of work. It was like, just open up Spotify and listen to music like you always do. Right. And then it figures out, Oh, you listen to a lot of stuff by this kind of person and then something by this person, but it's not really like the rest. So maybe weigh it less heavily or something. And so it was always recommending stuff that for the most part fit into what I liked. It's so weird that you have problems with it because I, Apple music consistently recommends me something that I, I always like, like the four you plus that shows up on Fridays, yep. like that one. There's been a few weeks where it's only been like one or two tracks, but most of the time it's like five, six stuff. There are tracks in there that I like really, really dig. And I'm really picky about the music that sure. I like. Uh, um, one thing I, I no, one thing I have it. noticed is that it, it seems to get really thrown off. If you listen to one or two songs that are out of your normal wheelhouse of music. So like you had sent me some, uh, rap ish stuff. I, I don't know. <laughs> some good popular music. Yes. yes. Some, some Andrew popular music. And so I listened to those on iTunes cause you had sent me or uh, through Apple music cause you had sent me the links right that sure, way. Sure. So I, I played three or four of those. And then for like the next three weeks it was like, Oh, you must really like rap music. And I'm like, well, I listened to three songs, but I also listened to all of this other stuff by these other bands that are not rap music. And it's like, no, dude, you must, like, you listen to some. You really want to try right. this. Trust me. It's going to be good. It's going to be really um, good. Although, to be fair, like, 
but looking at my my new music li- mix right now, it has Andrew McMahon and or McMahon in the wilderness, mm-hmm. um, which is which is a, a he's a band I've they're a band I've listened to before. Uh, it has. <laughs> one guy actually i don't know it, he, if, you, if you know how to identify like groups versus like single people yeah, but in the wilderness i assume in the wilderness is his backing band <laughs> that would be very interesting actually. i'm not i'm not entirely sure what his uh sure yeah uh, okay thing. whatever uh, i also have the rolling stones on here which is kind of fun because like yes i'm familiar with the rolling stones but it is kind of fun that i don't have them in my library and it's it's decent rockish funny. music there's less than Jake in here. I'm sorry. Did you just describe the Rolling Stones as decent rockish music? Right. <laughs> describe Led Zeppelin for me. Uh, also decent, slightly less in your face rockish music. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> what is wrong? No, uh-huh. uh, but it's, it, it's, it is much better than it has been. Um, but again, I've, good. I've been absolutely forcing alternative music on apple music for like the last three yeah. weeks and it's taken about three weeks for it to realize hey maybe we should recommend some alternative music along with all this pop stuff um so i wonder if like big part of the problem with this is that it's not really being transparent about what it's using like what features it's pulling out of you in order to make these recommendations yeah so rdo rip best streaming service ever uh i used them for a long time and they were really great and they were very clear about how they would they take your listening data and the things you like and the plays to listen to and the albums and stuff like that and how they're using that to then give you recommendations and it worked really 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 well but it also was really nice because they had two different types there was one where they would give you like a playlist of stuff they recommended for you but you could also uh, generate recommendations based on like a single track or an artist or a playlist or or a radio station that kind of thing and it would just generate like 20 songs to go to right away so it was really easy to say like base it something base it on what you think i'm going to like based on my entire his, listening history or like here's one thing that i'm really into go find me some other stuff that is like sure. this and a lot of i think like apple music and spotify spotify is better about it but apple music is sort of double down on like we're just going to give you a recommendation based only on your general listening patterns whatever they decide sure. that to be and i also think there's and maybe this is just my false assumption but i think that apple music especially is driven at least in part by what Apple finds popular and what they're promoting. That, yeah, totally. Because the iTunes store too, right? right? So, so they're saying, like, this is what's in the, the overall top chart, so we're going to find things that are like this and like things you like, which then, mm-hmm. if I don't really care for anything that's in the top charts, is going to taint all of the results that it recommends for me. Now, I, right. I do have a coworker right. who... Um, hi, Jim, listening to the podcast. Um Jim, what's um, up? Who enjoys Jim A. like sixties and seventies rock? Big tune, and and he, Apple Music has been very good to him. Like he listened to some sixties and seventies rock. He added his you know music library to iTunes, which is all the same kind of stuff. And now it always recommends things that he's into. You know, it's recommending Neil Young and Crosby, Stills and Nash and yeah. stuff like that. And like he's like, I love this. It's always got it. It's always right for me. A very similar experience to you, where it's like. It understands. So mine is crazy because like I just put a playlist together of stuff that I pulled mostly out of the Apple music recommendations. And it's like modern pop and like pop from the seventies and funk from the seventies and eighties. And then like traditional folk music and electronica, it just, and like heavy metal and death metal and like, you know, like Oathbreaker and that kind of thing in there. It's sort of all over the place. And this is all stuff it's recommended to me. It's really good at just getting part of it is because I listen to a little bit of everything. I have some some definite favorites, but it's just sort of like 
and maybe maybe the the problem is just that I'm not that picky. But I am, right? Like, it's, I'm not picking about genre, but as long as it's a good version of whatever it is in that genre, like, I'm happy to listen to it. And, and maybe, that's, maybe that's part of it for me is, is I think that it, wait, like, if I like a certain track by a certain artist, it thinks, oh, you must like everything by this artist. So I have one song that's, like, a little bit poppy or a little bit rapish, and it's like, oh, yeah. you must like everything like this. And it's like, well, no, if you notice, it's just this one song that I listen to, and I don't listen to any of their other stuff. Like, it's not that I can't find yeah. them or don't know they exist, because I obviously do. It's just that I'm not into it like I am whatever other thing. So I'm really curious about how Apple Music is doing their recommendations. So there's a lot of different approaches to it going back to the mid-90s. Um, and probably by far the most popular one is the one that Amazon uses. And you can tell when you go look at an item, it says, like, people who looked at this item also looked at it, or people who bought this also bought. And it's a really standard sort of thing. It's where you have two users, where you have N number of users, you and the people you're comparing against, and you just compare what are the things they looked at, what are they in, in common, and what don't they have in common, and the things they don't have in common, to recommend those things to each other. Right. And it's really powerful. It's it's pretty basic. It's not hard to implement. Um and it typically gives you, uh, you know, fairly good results. Well, your, your example, we, we, we've talked about this a thousand times uh, in our Slack stuff. And you're like, you know, if, if it was Amazon system, it would be Andrew listened to A and B, Ian listened to B and C, recommend right. C for Andrew and A for Ian because those are the... We, because they have enough in common right. that it seems like they're probably going to like... yeah. And so that works really well. And Amazon does a nice thing of saying, like, we're recommending you these things because other people who looked at the same thing and who are like you also looked at these things. Right. And that's actually pretty useful. But because, like, Apple Music and Spotify and all these things that just say, like, here's your recommendations, take what we give you, and we're not going to tell you how we come up with it, it's hard to figure out how to make it be smarter. Right. Um, and I wonder if that's something that people are actually interested in doing, too. I, like, I know you and I are, but if the average user just sort of gets what's given and like, eh, whatever, it was garbage this week, but I don't mind waiting till yeah, next week. I, I think the, uh, the big thing that, that Apple Music does differently than an Amazon or a Spotify that, that makes it really muddy for people like you or I trying to figure out what it's doing is they have the thumbs up, thumbs down, heart, like, dislike, uh, that, that whole Oh, layer God, of it right whereas yeah. like in spotify it's like when you log into spotify the first time and you get discover weekly if you look at the uh the description of it it's like this is our recommended playlist list based on things you listen to and and right. the recommendation is just keep listening to spotify like you listen to spotify like go find music and listen to it and whatever we recommend is based on that versus apple oh, music so is like apple music tell us like hidden right. too. those so, those those loves and dislikes you can't really find right. them. so they don't seem to do apple anything. music it's like Tell us some artists you like. Okay, great. So I go through and I, I fill some bubbles or you know whatever at the beginning and give you yeah the onboarding and it's I, so I good. give you I give you some information about what I like and then it says okay now we're, now we're gonna figure out what you like go listen to music but if you don't like like or dislike love or dislike songs in mm-hmm. Apple Music mm-hmm. I don't know that you're training it all that well for what you like like I feel like they're they're putting so much more emphasis on you got a thumbs up and right. thumbs down stuff than they do if you're just listening to stuff in passing and it's using that to build your right your stuff i yeah i really can't figure out like what it all does and that was what was so good about audio was that it was made it really clear that they're like different levels where like you just something you listen to versus something you listen to regularly versus something you listen to and have in your library versus something you listen to that you have in hearts to like it, they there's a whole bunch of different things that were all 
helping you figure out or that made it really clear and easy to figure out what was going on. And it made it obvious if you'd like something or not, you could see how it would change your recommendations. And Apple Music is sort of like, I never like or dislike anything, not because I don't think it's useful, because I have no idea if it's actually doing sure. anything. I, I just cannot. Tell. Well, and then the, the interface behind all of that is is pretty terrible also, uh, especially on, on the iPhone where it's like you're listening to a song and you have to hit the little dot, 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 and then it pulls up a little menu. Mm-hmm. And then from there you have to say like or dislike and like they they bury it a few layers down, so it's not. Yeah, like I, I think of something like Pandora, where Pandora's system was was yeah, really yeah. well designed. You're listening to a song, you can play, you can pause, you can skip forward if you pay for it forever. If you don't pay for it, what six times a day or something like that or whatever, right, whatever right. it was. For and then below that, forward. they had thumbs up, thumbs down. And if you thumbs down the song, it skipped the song, got you out of it because you obviously weren't liking it. And it taught its little back-end algorithm. And if you like the song, you thumbs yep. up it, you get more stuff like that in your playlist. And the, if you're going to implement a like-dislike system in your whatever whatever platform for discovery, you need to have some type of way to make yeah. that very accessible. And it needs to be very clear whether or not that's actually serving a purpose. It's funny you bring up Pandora. Because like that clearly served its purpose really well. But it always felt like trying to make a machine work better by like smashing it with a hammer right because because you did you it's couldn't like teach it anything right it was just up or down and that was such a big it was just like yes this thing is amazing or like no this is terrible and i often wanted like like this is fine like if you play this stuff more like this i'll be happy but and then other things were like no if you play this again i will like quit forever right there was like it was just like yes a blur, or no i'm gonna go throw up in the toilet for 20 sure. minutes so so something like um, like netflix which is obviously everyone's favorite video streaming service oh, does yeah. does that in a more clear way instead of being either plus one zero or minus one they give you zero through five like if you don't rate oh, it man. it's just going to treat it as like whatever if you give it five stars it's going to recommend things more like that if you give it one star it's mm-hmm. going to th- recommend things less like that but you can have that two three four area where you feel like you're contributing to the algorithm, but I'm not sure that it's actually making a huge difference at that point. No, it's I, I not. think it's, it, so. it, it's, it's giving you that mental, like I'm teaching the system. And like, maybe if you give enough things, four stars, it's going to start to recommend more things like that. But I think that really it's, it's five or one. Oh, oh so, so Netflix is fascinating. Um, so do you know about the music genome project? I do not. So the music genome project is what makes, pandora work okay um and in a nutshell it is basically just people going through and classifying songs as having certain qualities so it's like musical things like lots of fifths like the the millennial whoop or whatever it's called uh but also things like happy atmospheric gloomy morose that kind of thing tempo Um, i assume tempo i mean lots of different things it's the genome of that particular song and then i think they generate a um uh, a, a, a thumbprint out of it that they use within recommending things to each other. And Netflix has done the, something very similar with movies. Um, but the tricky part is that, so they have the big database, like this movie contains like these actors, this director and that kind of thing, but also like it has these thematic qualities and it's of these genres. And it's not just like action movie or something like that. It's like, act, like cerebral heist movie and that kind of thing. Like you'll see those little keywords pop up when you're looking at the recommendations. Uh, but the tricky part of all of this is that it, you can't teach a computer to do that. So you have to have a huge number of people sitting in the background um, 
basically watching and then coding right. all these movies to fit into these different categories. They, they, and so that's how it all they're works. They're adding the qualifications to it. They're adding the details. They're actually sequencing the DNA of the of the right movie to content. And it, and it works pretty well because they have these huge databases for every for every movie. There's probably 20, 30, 40, 50, I don't know, a ton. Like at least two digits, maybe three different keywords and algorithm and ways of this algorithm of figuring out things that'll fit together, and then it just becomes this enormous math problem of making all these things fit together. Sure. Um, and it works pretty well. I think Netflix's recommendation system is probably one of the best ones out there. Yeah. But um, it's you know it's an enormous amount of work in term, and it doesn't scale really well because you have to pay somebody sure. a ton of people to do all these things. I think the uh, the interesting thing when you compare video to to audio though is so many of those things in in audio could be calculated digitally. Like, it can figure out tempo. Look at all the, D, uh, the DJ software that's out there. They can just yeah. scan an audio file and figure out what its tempo is. And it can also figure its half-time and, and double-time to figure out what it fits with. Um, right. so, so I look at, like, the, the Spotify running playlist, where I can say I'm running at 175 steps per minute. And then it's going to play only songs that fall within like a couple BPM of that or songs that have double or half speed of that because they also fall in time as you're running. Yeah. Which is super good because like I go for a run. It keeps me on a good pace. It keeps me on the right pace. It's funny you mentioned that. So I used to do a lot. I used to do a lot of work writing my own music visualizers, visualizers. And to do that, you have to be able to track uh, beat within the system and how all the notes and stuff are falling. And you do some fast for your transforms to do that. And it's actually really hard to do because the sonic layer is tough to pull apart. You can do it. You can do it pretty well, but not as good enough as you'd want for a recommendation service. Um, and so Netflix for a long time ran this prize called the Netflix prize where they said if it was like, if you can increase our recommendation success rate by like 1%, maybe it's five, it was some astronomically small number, then we'll give you a million dollars. And uh, somebody got, it says here in this Wired article, an 8.43% improvement over the recommendation engine. They won the million dollars. Wow. Turns out the reason why Netflix could not implement this system was because it required too much manpower to implement and then maintain and make it work. And that's the problem always with these sort of, unless you have like algorithms and AI that can watch a movie and then experience it the same way a person right. would, it's really hard to write a system to do it. How does, how does a computer process emotion? Well, in theory, it doesn't. Right, right, exactly. Yeah, you can't. Yeah, you can't go to like Python and just do like import feelings. <laughs> um, so, so what is it? I guess what for you? What is it that you see as making a a good recommendation? Whether it's music, movies, uh, shopping, like what about it right. makes it makes it a recommendation compelling to you? Um, you know, it's, it, it's funny you mentioned that. So typically it's, it comes from people. It, it's not from an algorithm. It comes from people. So an algorithm is good at finding things that are the same that what I'm listening to already. And that's not necessarily a bad thing. Like the same with maybe a little bit of difference. Think, to it. Things with when matching similar qualities. Right. Exactly. But if I want something that's like really new and different, like I started to get into like some, some, you know, modern Norwegian, like black metal, death metal, that kind of thing. Cause I heard about, Oh yeah, no, I know. Because I, I heard about Oathbreaker on um, Song Exploder. And that's not a genre I would go and search out myself. It's not something I'd have any interest in doing normally. But I heard this song, and I heard how it was put together, and there was a recommendation for it. And I was like, all right, I'll check them out. And I listened to the album, and I wound up really, really liking it. Um, and so I think a really useful recommendation engine would be one where you can say, like, here are the sources 
of reviewers that I trust and whose tastes match my own. So like recommend things that other people that they like and that other people who have, who also like those people have been listening to from those reviewers and that kind of thing. That would, I think be a really interesting, useful way. Of so it. almost a social component. Yeah, but it's social more based on, uh, what people who are paid to listen to these things well, like, I, but then also like with the people who then listen to their reviews also like, so it's kind of a two. Sure. And like that's, so that's maybe a little more specific than, than what I, so a big thing I like about Spotify and I don't know if I've talked about this before, um, is the, mm-hmm. um, the, the social integration that you can connect with friends on Spotify and then you can actually see what your friends are listening to as they're listening. Like if you're actually on the desktop client on the right hand side, there's like mm-hmm. a little ticker and they'll be like, Andrew's currently listening to. Norwegian death metal and chase is currently listening to, you know, the frozen soundtrack. And I'm like, okay, well neither of those interest me. So then I might look to the next friend in the list who's listening to, you know, somebody that I know I have really similar tastes with and they're listening Mm to, uh, some nerd core rap music. Yeah. And, and so I might click into that and be like, well, this sounds interesting. What is, what is this? And it turns out that I actually kind of like nerd core rap music uh, oh my god! Do you know Adam Warrock? I, I don't. I literally just found out about this like two days ago, and I listened for like forty-five minutes, just random stuff, and I was like, "This is pretty funny." Oh man, Adam, you, you'd really like Adam Warrock. He's he's a really good rapist, I believe is the term. Rapist. Not uh, a rapper, a rapist, <laughs> a rapist. And um, be careful to spell with two p. <laughs> and <laughs> I'm an now rapist. Yeah. Um, but he, he does a lot of really, really good nerdy hip hop stuff. Uh, yeah, like I said, I, I found out that from a friend and it happened yeah, to turn okay. up in Spotify and I was like, well, this is kind of interesting. I, I could totally see listening to this like on occasion when I just want something that's a little different than what I normally listen to. And so by having that, that social feed there, I can see really quickly, like this friend is listening to this thing. I like the same kind of things they do. So I might like that. And I was looking That'd for something really new to listen to anyway, because I didn't feel like listening yeah. to what I had already in my library. So I just clicked in. And if I decide I don't like it, it's really easy for me to pick something somebody else is listening to or any of the other mm-hmm. thousands of auto, uh, yeah, know, be so autogen good. playlists that are out there. So I, when I did my, uh, my master's project, um, one of the features I added to my, it was for, I don't know if you guys, all our listeners, of course, are intimately familiar with what I did for my master's project. But for, for our new listeners who are not, um, I look at uh, a social layer applied to like 10-foot interfaces, like Xbox console interfaces, Apple TV, that kind of thing. And I just on a whim threw in a little thing like your friend is playing this game right now or ex-friends are playing this right now. And that was like the number one thing that got people to try something new or to go try something that they hadn't played in a long time was seeing that someone else was doing it then. I think that's a really cool thing to add to a, a piece of music like that or music software. Um, the other thing that would be really cool, and this is another thing that our day did, which is really nice. It had a little slider and it said more adventurous or, uh, more like what I listened to. And so you could just drag that slider to one side if you wanted something that was totally out there, or you could drag the other side if you wanted to keep it like what you had for anyone who wants to uh, recap that's episode four of this very interface podcast. (laughs) If you want to go back and uh, reacquaint yourself with Andrew's master's project. Yes. Thank you. It's very good. Um, so yeah, that's, that's another thing that I think is is interesting and and it exists in we're just bouncing over the place in apple music radio formerly itunes radio you could you could pick a song and say play this song or play start a radio station Mm -hmm. based on this song and then within radio you could actually say i want 
you to be more adventurous with what you're showing me or more mm-hmm. conservative with what you're showing me. So if you went conservative, it was like, I'm only going to play things by this artist and other popular artists like this. Versus if you That's said, really good. get really out there, it might play some obscure punk band that only 5,000 people ever listen to in a given month. Mm-hmm. But you might really Which like it. Because it's going to be a minor threat. <laughs> well, could be. Screaming out of wall. It's Sorry, that's my favorite hardcore punk band. Moving um, on. Yeah, that it, that it could use something like that where you can basically say here on a sliding scale, like how how out there do you want us to get with our recommendations? And so for somebody like me, where while I want new things, I want new things that fall in a, a relatively narrow category, apparently, from what I'm finding. Mm-hmm. If I could tell Apple Music, you know, when you recommend a playlist for me, or you recommend music on a playlist for me, don't get so wild with what you're recommending because right. I, I don't need the new Katy Perry song on a playlist because if I'm going <laughs> to listen to that, I'll tell you what, I'm going to seek it out on my own. I don't need it to happen randomly yeah. on shuffle. You know, it'd be really good. And this is probably too advanced for most people. So I'm thinking like the fully featured one would be like, you could have genres listed in the options, right? And then for each genre, you could have a, a graph on a one axis. It is, uh, like how often you want it played, and on the other axis, it is uh, how adventurous or or popular you want it to be, like how indie or, or how obscure and popular. Sure. And you just drag a little slider out of there. So if you wanted like like really out there rap music all the time, you could just put it all the way in one corner of that graph. But if you didn't want it at all, you could put it down on the other, and you'd never have to hear it that sure. often. You could do that for a bunch of different genres. That'd be really a neat way of tuning your recommendation. I think the issue with that, and, and you know, we already kind of touched on it, just onboarding for these applications has to be something that your average person can use. And and like right. Apple Music right now, where they say, tell us, you know, anywhere between one and ten genres that you like based on these mm-hmm. bubbles. And then you can give us, you know, three levels of your interest in them. Like, don't right. tap it is passive interest, which I, I do find a little offensive that I can't say, like, not interested. Um, mm-hmm. And then, like, one tap is, like, kind of interested and two taps is, like, very interested. And then it yeah. goes, and, that was a and then you go to your it. next screen. It's like, now here are artists that fall within that. Like, tell us more about those things. The problem, it, the yeah. problem that I found with that is that even when I got into that second page, it was still only drawing from like the most popular names in that genre. Mm-hmm. And so mm-hmm. it, it already kind of taints the whole percept. Like, I like alternative music. If, it was, if it's doing something more complex behind the scenes, it, if, it, it didn't, if it feels like right. it's just giving the popular like, okay, stuff. Okay, do you like Blink-182, yeah. Green Day, or Beck? And I'm like, well, those are like three big names in alternative right. slash pop alternative music. Like, where is something a little yeah. more obscure than that? And also, it's interesting you put up Beck because it, like directors, musicians, especially with ones with long careers... Uh, like I really like early back middle mid range back. Like that's not really my thing, but like his new stuff right now is really right. great. And so, so you're, you're even picky within, within an artist. Right. Yeah. Right. So like sea change, but, uh, like some of his new stuff is really great. I can't remember what the name of the new album is, but that's awesome. Um, so that, that's a really good example of where I feel like if you're going to use that, maybe for the first week or two suggests some albums by Beck. And then really weigh really right. weigh into that. Say if he listened to Epro but didn't listen yeah. to any other albums, maybe <laughs> yeah, he really right. only likes Epro, but he likes that style of Beck. Now recommend things similar to that instead of just saying, "Okay, Beck, paint a wall with Beck." Right. What you're really asking for is an algorithm that can pay attention. Right. It knows when to pay attention to things and when not to. 
So like it should be paying attention to like the fact that I'm listening to like Mellow Gold all the time and Odalay all the time. But then, you know, sort of around like like Midnight Vulture is great, but then we get to Sea Change or we get to Garrow and it's sort of like, mm, but then like we come back and it's like Modern Guilt and Morning Phase, good stuff going on, right? Like that's that's exactly, it should be paying attention to how often I'm playing these things and also like at different points, if I start listening to a new genre all of a sudden, like pay close attention to the stuff I listen to right away and then you can sort of back off was it becomes something that's more common and mixed into my sure. everyday. Uh, but I, I also think there there is the inherent risk of being, like, like for me, being afraid to listen to certain genres because I don't want it to, to mistrain the algorithm. Like I refuse to listen yeah, to right. any type of rap music on, on iTunes now or on Apple music now, yeah. because I'm concerned that it's going to throw off the algorithm. Cause that's what it did last time. And so I'm like, or, or just say like algorithms right, or, or is, is there right a flag? Now. Like Spotify used to have that, yeah. um, where you could say, uh, I think it was like a private listening session or something like that. I don't remember what they exact, exactly mm-hmm. called it, but you could turn on a thing and it was like, until I quit Spotify, don't share what I'm listening to with my friends. But I think mm-hmm, it also okay. kept it out of the algorithm. So I could go listen to like the soundtrack to Hamilton and it wouldn't all of a sudden start recommending a bunch of musicals to me. In my, mm-hmm. my Discover Weekly, mm-hmm. it would say, okay, well, we know that you were just listening to that one thing, you know, because you were curious about that one thing. Or you had, you had encouraged me to listen to Kanye West. Curious. And so I was like, I'll try listening to Kanye. So I listened to half of, you have to help me with the title, Twisted Fantasy, Beautiful Thing. My beautiful dark twisted that's fantasy. That's the one. Um, <laughs> beautiful fantasy twisted yeah. thing. <laughs> that, uh, that's actually with the new flavor of Pepsi. Oh, is. It's a Pepsi and uh, Doritos. <laughs> they just grind it up and put it in a can. It's my, my beautiful thing. Twisted. Cool fantasy. ranch. Clear. Um, <laughs> Crystal cool <laughs> ranch. Um, so yeah, like, like that. I, I actually, because at the time my Apple music, uh, recommendations were so messed up. I only listened mm-hmm. to that album on Apple music and wouldn't listen to it on Spotify. Cause I was like, well, I can't wreck these recommendations more than they're already ruined. So I'll listen to it there. <laughs> right. But if I had a way to quickly say like, don't, don't archive this or don't index this in my long database of things that I like, that would make a mm-hmm. huge difference. So things that make an algorithm really good, one that can pay attention and whose attention level you can control if you need yes. to. And something that pays attention to, changes big changes in your listening behavior but also what you listen to on a regular basis and doesn't go too far outside there unless you tell it to right so i really really what you want is an algorithm that you can fully control (laughs) it's like having it's like right well maybe not fully control but like at least have more of an impact on than you can now where it's totally opaque you have no idea what's going on and your only input is listening or not listening right but i really I, i just need a a musical concierge who understands everything i say i right. need a, a musical butler have you heard of uh, pitchfork i i have but uh and they actually have some really good playlists on apple music unfortunately they're not building yes, my yeah. my recommended uh not computer generated playlists yeah yeah that's too bad because that's the one you really want right like you would like like you'd be like, like here's my service like tune your algorithm to towards what they get what these people yep. like you can find show notes for this week's episode at interface.fm slash 43. While you're there, find links to all of our social things and a special playlist for Mr. Andrew. And as always, thank you for being a <laughs> listener or subscriber. We'll be back next Monday and every Monday. Like a repaired clock. <laughs> <laughs>